Okay, now it's working. Where? Ah, sucks all that charming. A minute. I know. It's gone. Anyway. So. Well, just. <laughs> yes. Try number two. Unofficial Hunter Hunter podcast is our name. Episode 45 is our game. Um, episode 47. This is as far as I could go with rhyming, by the way. Episode 47. <laughs> yeah, with the generic is most rhyme. Be like, yo, what's up? It's time to duel. Wait, no, rhyme. wrong series. Episode 47 is called Condition and Condition. We didn't even introduce ourselves in the first go round. I am Dame Dr. Foxy Brown. And I am uh, Go Diego Go, character from a, a beloved Nickelodeon series. All grown up. All grown up. You know, taking a. Sorry, go ahead, Bullbeast. My bad. Bullbeast Bill, chasing Mario. I don't know what he said. But okay. <laughs> Me neither. All I remember is like Jason Mario. Oh, I am Bullbeast Bill, chasing Mario. Oh, Bullet Bill. Wow. That, like, both times you tried to say it, it came on garbled. That's a sign. Yeah, you, you started, like, roboting there for a second. Oh, am I okay? Yeah, no, you're good. So, Diego, you were talking about... Um... Yeah, the news for this week. Um, so we had a brand new scan that was in this week's jump. Um, since it isn't technically Monday yet, I'm not entirely sure that people have a high-quality scan of it. Um, I also don't uh, read Japanese, so I don't know <laughs> what it says. But if anybody wants to see it and wants to take a guess at what it has or, or someone that does speak... It's on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, I'm sure by the time that the actual issue comes out um, is when the official news report these kind of things. Um, so we'll we'll have the details there, hopefully. Um, also, today, the 20th, is when the new game came out on the PSP. Um, Wonder Adventure. Wonderland Adventure. Okay, close enough. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's whatever. Um, but there was a new trailer shown, which apparently uh, Uvogin and um, God, what's what's his buddy's name? Nobunaga. Yeah, yeah. They make a uh, they make, and they're actually bosses in the game, which nice. I thought was kind of cool. Hmm. Um, yeah, you could see a little bit of that. Um, I made sure to that I, I did post that on Twitter and on Facebook as well. Um, it's literally like a forty second trailer, so nothing. Nothing big except for those two reveals at the end. So if you're wanted some spoiler-free rendition of that, I'm sorry. It's really, <laughs> it's really only 40 seconds. It's really not that big of a reveal, but it's still pretty cool. Um, other than that, uh, anime episode aired. I st- we still don't have um, numbers yet, but I am assuming it's going to be higher than normal, um, just because the episode was that awesome um yeah it was pretty but, much entirely uvo and kurapiko which is great yeah, yeah. so i mean people that have, have seen the series before and that have read the manga or or know about it um knew that it was very much the climax and or the confrontation that was taking place and and the show the episode did not disappoint but that's for our anime review coming up other than that that's it for the news i suppose Unless you guys have anything. No, I just had it in my head that I should start doing a, a, like a new segment with music and everything. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had. A little behind the scenes there for you folks. Yeah. 
It only took us 45 episodes to figure that out, but we're, we're a work in progress. Look, if you if you heard anything um, from the four-hour-long episode of the Ask Macros Anime podcast, it's very clear that I didn't want to do this show, especially since I ended up being the person who had to do all the editing, and as you can tell, it's shoddy, because I don't have time. But it, it, it is cool to hear, hear the show develop very slowly over time. I'm sure like by the time we hit episode 150, if it lasts that long, so it actually starts writing, uh, it will be a lot better than it is right now. But as for right now, you have to suffer through this. And luckily, you just missed us talking about, um, because the recorder failed, about how we don't really want to record this episode because we all have other things we would rather be doing. Uh, which speaks wonders to our level of dedication. So, episode 45, 47, Condition and Condition. Goo. Yeah, so the episode opens up with uh, kind of like a recap at the end of last episode where Ovogan and Kurapika are talking in the hotel room. And shit Kurapika talking. is like, yeah, they're shit talking to each other. He's like, oh, you showed up here by yourself. You're here by yourself. That's ballsy. I'll, I'll entertain you. Where do you want to die? And Kurapika's like, out in the middle of nowhere because I'm going to make you scream like a little girl. <laughs> and I don't want anyone else to hear you scream. Because, you know, you might kill them. Right. <laughs> so there's the opening theme comes in, and when it kicks back, I'll... Can I, can I just say something real quick? Yeah. Um, I am tired of this song. <laughs> I, I've had enough. I, I fire. It, it, hasn't I, been a, it hasn't been a year yet. Uh, you no, it's almost there. No, it is. It has been a year. It's almost no. a year. It's no, only we started, almost we started, a year because episodes got... Um, delayed but 52 episodes is usually when you expect them to change the song a year of full year and release time okay so okay. if by episode 52 by like date uh, because if you think about it we've had our one year anniversary and that was like a week or two before the series started airing yeah but the show took several breaks as did we yeah so by episode 52 or near episode 52, if we don't have any news of a new song, then we might have, like, a Toriko sort of situation. But, anyway, I skip the opening theme anyway, so I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 try, I try to, but I'm watching it on Crunchyroll, and I just kind of let it go through. <laughs> so it's like, uh, do I really, like, skip forward and, like, wait for it to, like, reload and everything? But I just wanted to say that I'm, I'm tired of the theme song. I need something new. Just a cranky old man. Yeah. So... It they've they've jumped to the desert like I've I never considered before how they ended up here like did they both ride over in a car in <laughs> silence like was this the most awkward car trip ever or did they have like a little friendly like ice breaking sort of conversation that just mm-hmm. went nowhere? dude okay here's how I'm picturing this so you know how Uva was like jumping around like the Hulk right like yeah. the first Hulk where he was like jumping around. What if he was, like, carrying him on his shoulders? Because <laughs> it doesn't seem to be a car. Like, at the end, Kurpika just right. walks away. Yeah, it's just both of them. So, like, like I, he just, like, jumped, you know, from, like, building to building until they got outside. Meanwhile, Kurpika's just on his shoulders. Or, like, in the piggyback ride. He's like, Ufo seems like a really chatty guy. So, like, he seems... And he doesn't know who Kurpika is. Or have any idea as to why it's so important to Kurpika to fight him. So... Like, maybe he was trying to break the ice, and, like, dude, uh, when we get back to seeing them, dude is pissing on the side of the um, the mountain there. It looks incredibly gross. Mm-hmm. Um, he's peeing out leech eggs. 
A he, lot of them. He remarks on how disgusting they are, and he turns to Kurapiko, finishes off his hunterkin, and is like, so, um, is it cool if I ask you a question? And Kurapika's like, sure, if I ask you a question. And, um, Kurapika asks him about, um, what do you ask him, how he feels when he kills people, or something like that? Or... Yeah, well, he's like, do you remember everyone that you kill? Right. And he's like, yeah, only the strong ones, though. And he's like, do you remember the Kurt? Is like, is this what it's about? Are you are you aiming for revenge? But when I saw him take a sip of his, or, or basically chug that whole Heineken beforehand, I was, like, thinking in my head, be like, all right, we're at a fight. Hold on, before we fight, though, let me just chug this bitch. <laughs> it's like, Because was... it's going to make me better fighter. I got yes, it, I got in Kurapika's head for a second. I was like, I would be so insulted if, like, right before a fight to the death, the dude just chugged a whole Heineken. Because, like, at, at this point, what if he's drunk, you know? And then I could never truly feel good about killing him. He's like, the only reason why you beat me is... You know how many of those it would take to get him drunk? But you saw how many of them he drank, though. Oh, but Kurapika doesn't know that. No, but, like, you don't... Kurapika also doesn't know if he's holding his liquor or not. So just the fact that this dude is casually (laughs) drinking Heineken in front of me makes me think he's some sort of alcoholic. And he's probably drunk right now. Yeah, I mean, unless he was, like, some sort of, like, drunk boxer, you know, and was just, like, automatically, like increase technique boost because of the alcohol so he just starts doing all like the you're only beating me because i'm drunk <laughs> meanwhile he's beating the crap out of you right so he he gets more interested in the conversation at the idea that kurapika may possibly be an avenger so kurapika starts telling him you know um about the karata tribe small group of people who lived in the Losco region i think and, you know, the spiders came in five years ago and they killed them all for their scarlet eyes. And he's like, oh, so you're a survivor. And he's like, I don't know what the scarlet eyes are. Maybe there's some kind of treasure. But I was definitely in um, the spiders five years ago. So I may have participated in it. And Kurofika starts getting hype. And Uvogan still isn't clear on really his motivation because he's not even sure if he took part in it. But he says that... um. And this is the part where I decided, like, man, if not for the fact that he dies at the end of this episode, Uvo, Uvo is the totally the kind of character that I fuck with. And mm-hmm. he says that his favorite part of being a killer, basically, is these little chumps that show up later looking for revenge on him for, like, people he's killed that he doesn't even remember. And he loves crushing their spirit. And I'm just like, it's like you took me and put me on a page and made me, like, a, a guy and, and all buff and stuff. And, like, slightly dumb, but pretty smart at the same time. And he's just like, I hate Avenger characters, and there's nothing I love more <laughs> than beating them to a pulp, looking at them, look at me, look at them, realizing that they'll never be able to kill me, and they're killing them. Like, that's my favorite thing to do, and that's the real reason why I kill innocent people. Did you turn into the freaking guy from uh, Old Spice right there for a second? I don't know. Look at me, look at you. Now look back at me. Now I have your head. You're dead. I was thinking of touching me, touching you. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that too. (laughs) But the comment about you being Uvo, it makes sense. I could totally see that. Mm -hmm. So... I'm trying to photoshop a picture of your head on his body. (laughs) (laughs) 
So he and Kurofika, um, basically, uh, the fight sort of starts from there. Yeah. And can I just say how beautifully animated this thing is? Like, it's ridiculous the amount of of money that has been put into this series. Um, Why start with can I just say, if you're just going to say it anyway? Like, you, didn't, <laughs> you didn't even leave a pause for me to say, like, no or yes. You just kept talking. Okay, fine. I guess I made a mistake there. Don't ask a question unless you want people to answer it. Or at least leave a pause. Like if you don't want us to answer it. Right, right, right. No, I gotcha. You gotta give me. I gotta give you time to answer. Even awkward pause, and then as soon as we start talking, talk over us. Yeah. But yeah, no. So it's just it's awesome to see that the and the animation team's going above and beyond to animate this freaking like the series like really well, and it's not just. Like, I feel like it's, like, throughout the whole entire show. It's not just certain scenes. Um, whereas other shows that are long-running series, I feel like they take breaks when it comes to animation. Yeah, calling the, the third, um, the third shift, the B-teamers, those guys. Right. And, like, I think it was more, it was more prevalent back in the day when they had to, um, conserve resources and when animes weren't routinely multi-million dollar projects. Um, you saw a lot of third, for lack of a better word, third string animation. But now, as the the technology has advanced, things are becoming slightly cheaper to do. You have bigger animation teams, stuff like that. You're less likely in a show that's well funded. You're less likely to see huge dips in animation, especially during fight episodes. Um, sometimes you see them in slower arcs because, like, no one's really paying attention to the art. They're not doing anything. But it, it is nice to see, like, how far we've come from. Especially yeah. considering the first series had a lot of third string animation. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel it's unfair to compare these two battles. I mean, more, I mean, I kind of felt that way with the Hisoka Gone fight. Mm-hmm. But more so this fight, just because it's just like, like, that fight was just, I mean, I understand that the animation was hand drawn and everything, just kind of like how this one is, but the computer is more um, dominant now. So, but it, it's like nine days. Like it's not even fair. <laughs> <laughs> so we get um, we get Kurapika giving Uvo the opportunity to sort of strike first. In a way, um, he starts throwing his chains at him, and Uvo figures out, hey, you know, the only way I'm gonna win this battle, considering I already know how it feels to be wrapped up in his chains, um, considering I already know how it feels to be wrapped up in these chains. Um, it's a good idea if I'm the first one to to land a solid blow because I know that I can punch people's bodies into a fine mist. And Kurapika does an errant throw at him and like after you watch the sequence you realize that Kurapika left himself open almost on purpose. And Uvo, you know, sort of because he's desperate to get in the first blow and because he knows uh, how these sort of fights work, he like openly, willingly takes the given shot, and he manages to catch him in their arm, Kurapika blocks, and he's sort of satisfied in himself that he's broken the at the very least, he's broken Kurapika's arm, but, you know, the sand clears, and Kurapika's standing there, and his arm is, his left arm is just fine. He, He looks at him, and he levels that classic taunt, you know, is that the best you've got? And Uvo's like, no, and that was only like 25%, bro. Hey, he, yeah. He lets out some more of his red aura, and he's like, this time I'll give you 50%. Um, um, 
but does he hit him again? Whatever. Uh, he keeps like when, jumping on his back. Yeah. Well, yeah. This time is when this is when Kurapika basically starts punching him and starts kind of fighting back because he's like he jumps behind him and then punches him he and then jumps all over the place and. <laughs> And he, he rams him down into the ground, and Uvo, his mind is, is working. For someone who we initially were introduced as a sort of dumbski, um, his mind is working pretty fast during his fight, which is one thing, like, as I'm watching it, and of course this is at least the third time I've seen it, um, worth probably considering I read the manga twice, but as he's experiencing this fight, I love that you know, no matter the level of intelligence of any Nen user we've come across, every one of them is analyzing as they go, trying to see um, the weakness in the other person. And of course, in a lot of fighting manga, you know, that idea is always present. But here I feel like there's a level of analysis, there's a level of insight the characters in Hunter x Hunter have, um, as opposed to uh, in other shows, which are just people like vaguely reacting to stuff. It's like, oh my god, he's been hiding this move, and oh my god, I didn't know he could do that. Whereas he's he's trying to reason out why Kurpika is capable of what he's doing. He realizes, you know, I know he can do this thing with the chains. I know his chains have um, so much aura present in them, so he has to be a conjurer or manipulator. But yet he's able to take blows from me and hit me as though he's an enhancer. And you can't 100% master enhancing and manipulating a conjuring because they're on almost um, near opposite sides of the hexagon and as he's thinking about this like Kurpik is laying the smack down on him and he's like you know what screw this I'm gonna use full power and hit you with 100% of my big bang impact and he punches him again and this time we see Kurpika's arm like horrifically bend and, oh, like yeah. in ways your arm is not meant to go and it's like okay now we know he says you know no one's been able to take that um that blow and not have all their bones crushed so i know your arm is done for and this time kurupika shows him like you know what dude i had this fight before it even started and i love how condescending kurupika is because i've I'm like the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, you are gonna get yours, fucker. At some point, like all of this arrogance, all the your condescending nature, like the way fiction works, at some point it's gonna come back to get you. And it's gonna be fun watching that unravel. Mm-hmm. And you know, Uvo did this whole thing where he kicked up a smoke screen and he used in to cloak himself and then he reappears and, and he hit Kurpika. And they both kind of have this moment of complimenting each other where Kurpig is basically like, well, I thought you were too stupid to know how to use in. Uh, color me surprised. And Uvo <laughs> is like, well, yeah, I see that you're quite intelligent because um, you notice that, that small flare-up in the smoke and you kind of managed to sort of block me right before you got hit and that probably um, reduced the amount of injury you took. And um, Kurpika basically shows him, hey, I, I tricked all of you. Um, by making you think that it was a real chain I was using by wearing this chain on my hand, but in reality, I'm actually conjuring this chain like you initially suspected. And um, he says that I'm not really a mani- uh, I'm technically a conjurer, but I'm also sort of a manipulator. 
And because of that, I'm able to use in on my chains. So guess what, sucker? They're invisible. They were around you all along. The whole t- <laughs> I yeah, threw I those chains like... on you before I walked into the room. <laughs> <laughs> and Uvo looks, he's Gyo to look, and Kripik is like, oh, I didn't know you could use Gyo. I'm like, like, there's a limit from um, sort of making fun of your opponent to, like, at one point you're just being an arrogant ass, dude. Like, you've already won. You don't need to call the dude stupid. Exactly. Especially well, he's going since... to because he kept thinking he's like, okay, you know, you're just a meathead because he's like, even afterwards when he's like deducting, he's like, see, I knew you were my perfect target because like you're like the strongest, and I saw that nobody was butting in when you were fighting, and you went in all by yourself, and then you're like, you're strong and like have a good defense, so I figured that if I could take you down by myself, that I'd be, you know, that all the spiders would be no match for my chain jail. I love his math because <laughs> he's like, "Hey, if I beat the strongest guy, like, there's no way no one else, anyone else, would be able to fight me. There's no way they, like their their multiple talents would res- would um put themselves at a natural advantage over me or natural disadvantage." He just figures at this at this stage. I mean, obviously, as he gets educated later on, he pretty much just figures, "Hey, you know, I'm stronger than you, so and you're stronger than them, so pretty much, I got this." Well, I mean, you got well, like, as long as he take- captures them. Like, yeah, right. I was gonna say you have to take into you have to take into consideration his hacks ability, where it's like, hey, um, once you're in my chains, everything then wise is canceled out. As long as it's one on one, and uh, we get the flashback finally of him and um, Dime Store Ryu, who, where it continues with his statement basically that he's never going to be able to make an unbreakable chain, but he explains to him that if you put um a condition and a rule on the chain, your strength is going to multiply and become near infinity. And as long as you pick the right conditions and you use the strongest possible rule, uh, you'll be able to bind your target and they won't be able to get out. And we can see from this encounter with Uvo that the condition he put on the restraining middle finger is that um, it will it will um, use Zetsu on the person and they will not be able to use their Nen. And it's like, so at that point, they would have to use their physical strength to break the chain. And as we can see from the episode, Uvo is straining and straining against it, and he's unable to even slightly crack one of the links. So pretty much, he is right. If he manages to get the chain on someone, and it cancels out their Nen abilities, there's no way, outside of contortionism, they're going to be able to get out of the chains. And we don't know that any of the members of the spider are contortionists so yeah they may pretty much all be screwed but he has to get them one-on-one which after these events you know highly unlikely yeah that's not gonna happen but at the same time um you know if they someone does go up against them you know what what about that um kuratopi or what was that the dude with the hair yeah and the boxer Yeah. And Bolognayoff. And maybe those two are... Con- I, we don't know what the fuck those guys do. Bolognayoff does definitely look like he's a contortionist. Um, yeah. From the way he moved when we saw him fight um, mm-hmm. later on. Um, but he also... Fi- Kuripika finally shows Uvo his eyes. And that's when the whole, I'm 100% specialist. I can use everything. thing starts to make sense to him. He's right. like, oh, those guys, they were pretty fucking strong. Now I'm excited. Like, why did you show me this in the beginning? <laughs> yeah. And he's kind of like sort of bargaining with him, but not really. He's like, how about we see which is stronger? You know, my strength 
or your determination to get um to get revenge on me. Your revenge is stronger though because because I can't use Zetsu. But like if you yeah. let me out and you hadn't been such a punk, then we could really see what was what and who was who, dog. But um, if your if your secret eye ability technique didn't exist, then this shit wouldn't be happening right now. But when you think about it, like they had to have fought people who were at least Kurapika's strength or stronger, but the difference was like they didn't know about the spiders, so they didn't I doubt they had plans in place like, hey, you know, what if these incredibly strong end users all showed up and started wrecking our shit? Like what would we do? And Kurapika has had the the misfortune more or less of seeing their um destructive ability and now knowing that any one of them could kill me. Yeah. I just, I, I personally, like, if I was in Uvo's point of view, I know that this would be a hard stretch. I'd be like, wait, wait, wait. So you're trying to seek revenge, and you have a secret eye technique that gives you power over everybody else? <laughs> really, bro? Not again. <laughs> but I like that this is done a little bit differently. I like that... Well, because well, this one has limits. This one's yeah. like, hey... Uh, you can only use this against the spiders because it's what you're willing to risk. At the same time, he is the only one that has this. It's not like all of a sudden down the road it's going to be like, oh, and there, there was this other guy, and then this guy who died is also back in, and then there's like a whole bunch of... And he's hooked into a tree. Right. (laughs) So, uh, what we get here too, um, towards the end of the episode, is that there seems to be a limit on his physical strength as to how long he can use the technique. So, unless he gets sufficiently stronger um, the next time we see him, there's going to be a limit to how long he can use his 100% specialization. But um, he marches over and he starts torturing Uvo. Um, he goes over and he just punches him in the gut. And he's like, oh, so I see like my enhanced fist is stronger than your body. And he's like, he hits him again, and he's like, okay, where are the rest of the spiders? And Ufo replies, kill me. And he's like, punch, what are their abilities? And Ufo replies in a hoarser voice, kill me, while spitting up blood, like, everywhere. It gives a ridiculous amount of blood on the floor. Dude, I like how we, like, got it some on Kuropika's face, too. He spat like, right on his face. Yeah, he, like, spat on his face, and he's, like, got blood all over him. And he's like, nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Nobody. Had <laughs> Kurupika's shirt is white. He's never gonna be able yeah. to get that out. Yeah. And Kurupika, like when we we cut away a bit and come back, and Kurupika's hit him all over his body, punches him in his arm, and Ufo continues to re- just reply, "Kill me." So Kurupika goes, you know, one last chance, and this is the third um, of the three, well, four really, because we've seen the dowsing chain too. Right. Um, but this is the arbiter little finger they called it in the subs and he uses pretty much stabs him in the heart with it and the chain circles around and you see the point dangle just a bit over the heart and he says you know i've set up a condition here on you and it's implied that if you answer my questions you're gonna live and he says to uvo you know i'm holding your life in my hands right now there's no getting past this. After this one question, if you don't answer me truthfully, you're going to die. And Ufo starts laughing. And I started laughing at the same time because I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. And he laughs. And Kurupika asks him, I think, what, what are their abilities or where are they? I don't remember. Yeah, he asked one, one of the same questions. 
and then all of a sudden, yeah, and then fade to black and white, fade to no sound. Super, like, eruption of blood. Right. It's just like, then that moment, like, all of a sudden just quiet, and then he falls to the ground. And I thought that was a nice touch. That was, like, beautifully animated. Yeah. I love that that in the face of death, Uvo basically tells him to go fuck himself. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, fuck you. He went from the the sort of painful small voice like I would rather die than tell you anything to now that I know you can't inflict any more pain on me than this go fuck yourself yeah. well cause it's like it's just physical pain I mean it's not like he's gonna break him mentally or like he doesn't have any sort of like conjurer or manipulator skills which I don't think that is one thing that I didn't realize if, if, if Kurapika is has 100% on everything why didn't he use manipulation i think it's because he doesn't know the abilities of the other members and he doesn't know um if there's anyone there capable of breaking the manipulation if there's anyone capable of getting information out of uvo and i think he would like part of it is he's there to test his abilities as he mentioned before he's trying to test how strong his chain jail was and all of that so right. because there's this pretty much blank like Ahsoka I think knows nothing about the boss's abilities so he doesn't know what he's able to do what anybody else there is able to do because he hasn't met with Ahsoka the second time yet so he he's sort of playing it safe by not manipulating him and sending him back plus you know you never know there may be a limit we can't send him to a place he doesn't know where it is mm-hmm. so True. but I mean I also thought that manipulators could like manipulate people to make you tell you things so yep. that's why I thought that that could be a thing. Like, like he, especially since he has a hundred percent ability on it, be like, "Hey, tell me what the fuck." Like, you know, tell me what I want to know. And that's when he could have used it. But I mean, obviously, Uvo's, I guess, will probably and, would not have willpower. Taken. Right? He had more. He overcame it. So he was like, "All right, fine." All right. But you would actually have to like create the technique to do that. I think like his manipulation is just focused on the judgment chain, and that's it. Yeah, and another thing here I think is magnificent that separates um, Kurapika from a lot of the other Avengers we've seen is that as Kurapika is punching him um, before it cuts away, he says that, you know, I don't understand this. I don't understand how, when he goes back to the original question, how you can kill people and not feel anything. He's like, I hate the way um, hitting you feels. I hate the sound it makes i hate the smell of blood i hate having blood over me how can you just kill people without feeling anything and we know um from later definitely but right now it shows you that kurapika at this point in his life is not a killer even though he kills ufo like anybody else would have just walked away and left him to die left him there to rot like an animal and Kurupika um, digs a grave for him, throws him in face down, which is not really cool, but he spends time digging him a grave and, and covering it up and sort of reverently treats his body, which is something we don't expect to see out of someone that's just motivated purely by hatred and by a, a thirst for revenge. Mm-hmm. And we, we can see that he's not entirely been corrupted yet. And uh, this is something that the spiders will come to notice as well. And then we get to see it go back, finally. Dude, that whole entire, by the way, the whole entire time when he's, like, burying him, I'm like, money! No! <laughs> like, if yeah. only he would have answered his phone, like... 
That would yeah. have been like whatever million of, of Jenny that the guys needed for, for Great Island. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he could always told them where the body was. Like, right, I don't even... But he got... doesn't, like, he's such a dick, he doesn't, like... Because he immediately calls Melody. And then, like, he doesn't bother to call, like, uh... Well, he hasn't, he hasn't met them yet, so he doesn't really know what they're into or what no, they're interested in. He did, like, Gon called them, right? But he didn't leave a... Like, he probably left a message or there was, like, hey... You no, know, he just... Gone. He just hung up. Oh. And Kurupika's head is so twisted with this whole Phantom Troop thing. He's not even con- concerned with Gon and Kill. I don't even think he really realizes today that they're in the city. I think he he, he realizes he realizes it the next day when things have sort of settled down a bit. Melody, um, of course, answers the phone and is like, "Kurupika, what's up with you? You you've been gone for so long." And he's just like, "You know, whatever." Kurupika, baby. He's like, I'm coming right now, and he walks off into the sunset, sort of. No car, obviously. It's going to take him a while to get back. And we go to the the spider's hideout. Hisoka's in the window, looking like he's up to something. And everyone else is kind of gathered around the boss, worriedly. You know, Uvo hasn't been answering his phone. He hasn't called. He's not back yet. And he and... I mean, obviously, the guys have all seen that it's a chain user. And... Shalnark was there, and he had the opportunity to go with him. Um, it may have saved his life. It may have killed both of them. Um, we'll never know. He feels like slightly as guilty as um, a psychopath can feel. He feels slightly guilty about the whole thing, and um, the boss just reveals how brilliant he is just in a few seconds. He's like, obviously, the person had to be a manipulator or a conjurer, and really, regardless of which one, Uvo would be weak to that kind of person. And we're going to have to assume that he's dead, especially if he doesn't show up. By... Yeah, and, but the thing that also got me, too, is that he was like, if he shows up and he's under manipulation, we're going to have to kill him. Mm-hmm. So, like, get ready for that. So that was kind of like, a, oh, shit, again, proving the fact that, you know, it's bigger than any one single member, the organization. And um, the boss finishes with, you know, if Uvo's dead... We're going to have to adjust our plan. And it pans over to Ahsoka, and his his eyes open, like, lizard-like almost, and they dart over to the side, and we see that he's about to get excited. And the episode ends. Yeah, then we get the awesome narrator coming in and saying, like, next time on Hunter Hunter, appraisals! <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's just sad. He talks um, about the boss, and what Corolla could be up to. And then we go to Hunt Cyclopedia and they talk about Uvo. And the thing I love when they um when they say what his special technique is, his powerful straight right, the um Big Bang impact, we have Ghost Uvo come down and punch the ground in front of them. Yeah. I, that I thought was pretty cool. And then Yeah. He's got his whole little halo. And they're not they're not ten anymore. No, or they're black. They're back to um, normal. Apparently they'd gone to the beach. Yeah. Which was why they had a tan. And now they've been away from the beach for a while, so their skin has returned to its normal color. And we get our our actual preview about appraisals and boring crap. Then we see the guy. I forget his name, even though we really just read that arc not that long ago. I guess because we all hated him. Yeah, he really does. He His, his service is like, okay, he just makes money. Yeah, and he teaches them how to make money. Right, well, he technically also teaches them how to, how to escape how to survive. But... And I think he gets drunk with Leorio. Yeah, yes, that much. too. That's a... Yeah, he gets drunk with Leorio. 
So basically, he's a better friend to them than Kurapika. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I feel like Kurapika's not a drinker. I don't think he could be. I think he's he'd be a too... horrible drunk, actually. He'd probably be pretty violent. Yeah. He would start telling you stories. You don't know what I've seen, man. I've seen some things and some stuff. You don't know stuff. what I've done. <laughs> the lives I've held in my hands and watched them die slowly. And the whole time they're like, someone can get this guy. <laughs> so can we get some water over here? And I'm sure he grabs onto random women and starts screaming at their butts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, God. He's probably the kind of person where his friends just abandon him in a bar because he's too embarrassing. Like, Kurpika, we told you, like, we agreed you weren't going to drink anything, and he's wasted after, he's like, like... no, man, don't tell me what to do. You're not like, my mother. Shot. My mother's dead. dead. <laughs> and he starts yeah. doing that, that Batman cry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't know me. You don't know what I've been through. Oh, God. I wonder if his eyes turn a different color if he's drunk. <laughs> Whenever yeah. he gets excited, I think it doesn't matter how he gets excited. So, like, even horny? Like, if he's in the middle of, like... <laughs> yeah. I think it's... Like, I'm surprised. He just starts jamming a chick with men. Right. <laughs> the chain the, the chain gel just comes out out of nowhere. Well, that would be pretty handy. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, it would be. Especially if she's into that. God, dude. Get, like, a freaking Sarutobi kind of character in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I don't know why this just popped in my head, but Melody said the boss was asleep. Yes. What that has to do with anything. So, I. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was like 3 o'clock in the morning or whatever fucking time it was. It was like sunrise at that point. Yeah, it was like 5, 6 in the morning. Any thoughts on the episode? I feel like everything, like all my thoughts, were like said earlier, but pretty much just animated beautifully. It was great to see that again. The shit talking. Uh, Uvo. Uh, being very strategic, like showing that even though, like he's uh tech technologically not smart, but he's got battle smarts, and that's what's important. Uh, and uh, I think yeah, that's it for the episode. Yeah. Oh, I just um, I'm I'm glad that Madhouse is actually doing a good job of animating this. Because I can't, I honestly, I was kind of like, expect, I mean, I'm not like expecting like a half-assed job, but like based on, um, like I was saying earlier, other long-running shonen that um, they only seem to like put their budget in like certain episodes. Like I feel like the animation has been consistent throughout and it shows even more so in this episode. Okay, so info dump. The website is hxhpodcast.wordpress.com. Oh, I, I did want to bring, one, bring up one more thing. Okay. Um, I feel like the biggest challenge for them now is going to be, uh, for the animation staff, is how they handle this next uh, arc or segment of the arc. Because, as we know, since we've read, you know, this auction stuff is really boring. I, I, I'd like, I hope they've, you know, figured out a way to mitigate that bore- boringness. Please yeah. make it short. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's gonna that's what I was thinking too. Like I was saying last time. They I mean they took out the sushi thing earlier on. Um 
And I think that, you know, if they condense everything into maybe one episode, maybe one and a half, it should be good. Um, I mean, for what I recall, that dude didn't show up until like maybe three chapters into the appraisal thing. Yeah. If I remember correctly. So, and then he showed up in the preview. So he's probably going to show up at, in the second half or the end of this episode. And then it's going to continue in the next one. And he's going to realize that they use Nan to, to well, spoilers, I guess. They use Nan to figure out which stuff is um, valuable and which isn't. And he's like, that's pretty cool technique. Like, I don't really use Nan, so let me show you this other stuff that I do. And they become fast friends. And they eventually decide, you know, we really wanted to capture the spiders. We didn't really care about this whole appraisal thing. Um, and they go off and try track some of them. And it turns out to be a bad idea, but whatever. You, you read that, so you heard it. Um the website again hxhpodcast.wordpress.com twitter.com slash hxhpodcast facebook.com slash hxhpodcast because Diego made references to Facebook and Twitter but he never said what they were I figured now people know because you always have to operate as though there's someone who's listening for the first time Branding, episode man. 45. Right. I know. I keep forgetting. I, I'm just assuming that by episode 45, it's like, hey, you know where to go. But yeah, maybe no. they were like on the fence with Hunter Hunter the whole time. And now that they've seen this episode, they're hyped up and they're like, oh, there's a podcast because my friend told me that. Or yeah. like Google searched and I saw it. Or they're and... playing the podcast out loud and someone, you know, walks by or one of their friends overhears and is like, oh, HXH podcast word. Yeah. Um, ssanetwork.freeforums.org is the forum. Um, email us at hxhpodcast at gmail.com. I know I probably say it way too fast. Um, but it'll all be in the show notes if you find it on the website. Thank yeah, you guys for listening. You need to go there. Yeah, By the way, I found out we have some, uh, we actually got ratings on iTunes. Oh, shit. Did yeah. it have words attached to it or was it just yeah, like? Yeah, it had words. Do you have it in front of you? Uh, give me one second. I can pull it up. Oh, this is good radio. I know it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'll I'll just I'll we'll talk about it later because it's gonna take a while. We'll what? pull it up next episode. Edit out the silence. Ish. It's not a big what? deal. Oh, oh. We, okay. Give me the second then. Hold up. I'm only messing with you. Do 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 Has anybody um, upgraded to iOS six other than me? Yep. I have not. Cause I have just done that myself. Mine's a iPod Touch. Second gen, so they stopped supporting it. But like they, um, they pulled the podcast out of the music section and made it its own app, and it made it so um, you could sync which podcast you subscribe to between your computer and your iPod. So like, I could automatically decide to subscribe to stuff on my iPod, so it'll download automatically, so I don't have to connect mm-hmm. or manually set stuff to download. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. With it being separate apps, like you could have a song playing um, in the music app, switch over to the podcast app, and when you go back and forth, like there's no need to go, oh god, I remember a song I was listening to, and I have to go search for it again. Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's the little things, man. Yeah, because I, I, that happens to me all the time. I was like, oh yeah. fuck, what was I listening to? Okay, I got it. Okay, good, go. Okay, yeah, so we got a review on iTunes. Um, we've actually had four ratings so far. Um, and the, uh, rating is from, uh, the great Shonen. So such a great podcast. So passionate about their show and Hunter Hunter. 
Love the way they act out the manga, give a fresh take to the reviews of the chapters. Overall, good show with funny co-hosts. Thank you, The Great Shonen. Really yes. appreciate it. We appreciate that. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. And how many how many stars did he give us? He gave us five stars. All right. We have four ratings. Uh, I'm assuming three with five stars and then one with three stars. Aw. Oh, someone was disappointed in us. It was probably whoever said that our intro song was too long. (laughs) (laughs) I've totally made it shorter since then. I know. And I do like how you pick the the Hisoka theme. I love it every single time. Like, yeah. Gets Mm -hmm. me in the mood to to listen to some some Hunter Hunter or to watch it. Or for loving. Yeah, either one. Probably a pretty good song for that. On loop. Yes. Yes. I'd appreciate it. I don't know if anyone else would. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll try it out next time. I was like, I would appreciate it, and then I would be afterwards like, I cannot fall asleep around this guy. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, he's in. It's like now that we're done, you can walk out. You can leave my house. <laughs> yeah. You can leave my residence. And you need to forget where I live. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, I don't know, because that would definitely have to be like a hotel hookup. And if I ever took you to my house, I'd have to blindfold you. Because you don't need to be coming to my house when I'm not home. Lying in wait for me. <laughs> oh, playing Ahsoka music. <laughs> yeah, you're just sitting there, like, with a deck of cards, just covering his private parts. He's just, like, pull a card, any card. I would be like, I am horrified, but also slightly aroused. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call the police now. It's like, is this your card? It's like, oh, the police, a menage a trois. Yeah. Okay, we'll stop before we get drowned. Um, <laughs> once again, thank you for listening. We do the, try to do this every week. Yeah, we will see you guys next week. Um, hopefully you guys don't get too bored with the upcoming episode. Um, but keep on watching. It's like the good stuff. Also, there's more to come. I know that this was awesome, but like it's a little dull before the action picks up back again. Man, don't take our word for it. Is the first time you're seeing it? Maybe it's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. All right. All right. Podcast out. Mm-hmm.